Well, hello there and welcome back. I'm Stephanie Safarian and you're listening to episode 239 of the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast, a twice-weekly show about intentional and eco-minimalist living. On today's show, I'm answering a listener's question all about how to find your decorating style. Kaylin writes, I graduated from college in spring of 2020 and moved in with my now husband. Once we moved in, we had to combine all of our belongings, and we ended up with all sorts of mismatched furniture from our families who couldn't wait to get rid of the things they've been keeping in storage. I really want to create a home that we can truly feel at home in. However, we still haven't figured out what our style is. How can we do this without buying and trying different items? How can we figure out our taste and preferences without spending a bunch of money and creating waste or accidentally getting swept up by what's trendy? Okay, Kaylin, first of all, let me just say I love your question, and I love it because it's proactive. All too often on this podcast, we're retroactive in that we are decluttering our past mistakes, (laughs) essentially. But your question is about making smart purchasing decisions at the outset to hopefully reduce the need to let go of those items down the road. So great proactive question. Today's show is in three parts. In part one, I'm offering up two pieces of insight that I think will really help you that I've gained in my 37 years of of living on this planet. Part two is my best suggestions on how to determine your decor style, which is me essentially answering the question (laughs) you emailed me. And then finally, in part three, I have six tips for you and for anybody else looking to hone in on their decor style. So we're going to get into part one after a quick word from our first sponsor. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we're all realizing that the quality of our air, and particularly the quality of our indoor air, is really darn important. I'm so excited to tell you about Puro Air because in 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called a HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. I keep my Puro Air running upstairs where the bedrooms are all night. I love that it's quiet. Cleaner air just hits different, doesn't it? Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, getpuroair.com. And we are back. We are on to part one of this show. I'm going to answer your questions, Kaylin, I promise. But before I do, I do want to share with you two pieces of insight that I have learned from living in five spaces since graduating college and owning two of those five spaces. So I am not a wise old sage by any means, but I do feel fairly confident in the truth behind what I'm about to say. So the first piece of advice I want to give you is to know first and foremost that home is not a place. Home is a feeling. You had mentioned in your email to me that you want to feel at home in your home. 
And I hear what you're saying there, because the term, the word home connotes an emotional attachment, and research supports this. 70% of homeowners feel emotionally attached to their space. Research finds that our living spaces garner the same strong, positive emotions that we have when we think about our pets and our close friends. You're saying that you can't really feel at home in your home because it's mismatched and it's not your own stuff, etc. Remember that no thing, no trinket, no piece of furniture, no thing is going to single-handedly create that feeling of home for you. Being at home in a space is less about the stuff inside and it's much more, it's all about, I would say, it's definitely all about the sentiment between the people that live within the walls. Now, when I sat down to think about what home meant to me, I made a little list. Home is the little fingerprints on the window that annoy me. (laughs) Home is Saturday morning snuggles with my children in mom and dad's bed. Home is my gardening shoes by the door and my husband's water glass in his specific place on the kitchen counter. Home is my dog jumping up on the couch and napping when she thinks she can get away with it. That's home. Home is not the fancy trinkets, the perfect couch with throw pillows. Home is a feeling, not a place. Number two is that the home decor catalogs, the home decor showrooms, the home makeover TV shows, all of that does not depict real down and dirty life. (laughs) I have said on the podcast before, I used to be a crate and barrel junkie. I would look forward to getting the catalog. I would look through the pages of Glossy Inspiration and just think, yes, this is what I need. (laughs) This lantern is what my house needs. It's going to transform it from this messy disaster into this perfect, pristine space. I would walk around the crate and barrel or Pottery Barn showroom and just feel so blissful, right? But it did take me a long time to realize, and now that I know it, I need to shout it from the rooftops. Those catalogs, those showrooms, those TV shows, they do not depict real life. They depict an imaginary utopia that is largely out of reach for the vast majority of us. I would even go so far to say I'm going to be bold. I'm going to say right now that the catalog showrooms and home renovation shows They are marketing gimmicks. They're seeking to sell us a feeling. But let's remember, let's swing back around to piece of insight number one, which is that the stuff inside the home does not create the feeling. The people inside create the feeling. So those are my two pieces of insight for you. We're moving on to part two of today's show, which is actually answering your question, (laughs) Kaylin. How do you determine your style? Okay. So let me say, figuring out your style takes a long, long, long time. I'm 37 years old. My husband and I are still working on figuring out our style. It just takes a long time. If you are attracted to a certain item one day, it is quite likely that in a month or two months, you're not going to be so into it anymore. (laughs) A great example of this is the chandelier in my dining room. I needed a chandelier to 
be above my table. I thought to myself, my dining room would not be a dining room without a chandelier. So I searched and I searched for a good while. I picked one. It was on sale. I purchased it. I was so excited because I searched. I felt like I knew what was on the market. I felt I picked the right one. Well, wouldn't you know, I've had that chandelier for six years now. I do not like it. I didn't like it in the first year after I purchased it. When you bring something into your home, it suddenly looks different than it looked in the showroom, doesn't it? So that's my first piece of advice. Know first and foremost that figuring out your style takes a really long time. You can create a mood board. Interior designers love mood boards. I must say I've never made a mood board in my life. But create those mood boards. Put everything together on a board or on a Pinterest digital board and see how do the items that you're spying look together. Another suggestion here is there are plenty of find my style quizzes online. I took one in preparation for this episode. I found the experience to be enjoyable. I will link to it in the show notes for you. I suggest you peruse flea markets and thrift stores. I suggest you listen to episode number 191 of this show. It was called Intentional Interior Decorating. I interviewed the host of HGTV's official podcast, Marianne Canada. Marianne said something that really stuck with me in the year since recording that. And she said that in her personal life, as a professional interior designer, she would never go to Crate and Barrel and buy anything because she doesn't want a mass-produced set of candlesticks, let's say. She wants to go to the thrift store or the flea market and find the one-of-a-kind gem. So that brings me back to my tip, which is peruse the flea markets, peruse the thrift stores, go on Etsy, see what handmade, homemade items you can find that are one-of-a-kind. When you do find something that you and your husband both like, take a picture of it. Make a note of it. This is something I tell my kids all the time when we're in a store, and I never bring them to stores because it's a miserable experience, but that's another podcast for another day. They want something. They need it. They have to have it. We take a picture of it. It's a way of bringing it home. It's a way of creating ownership over it somehow without spending any money and making an expensive mistake. You can even do what I used to do and love, which is walk around the Crate and Barrel showroom or the Pottery Barn or the Ethan Allen or whatever your favorite big name store is. Walk around, see stuff, take pictures of stuff, create mood boards, and be willing to play the long game. I should say to here too that the fact that you wrote to me and asked me how do we hone in on our style tells me, first of all, that you've never had to consider home decor before. And second, that you are a long, long way off from buying. Knowing your style, in my opinion, is step one in a long and lengthy process of decorating your home. Buying is the last step, and it sounds to me like you're on the first step. I should also say here, too, that I'm going to make a, first of all, I'm going to make a real big assumption here, but I am assuming that you perhaps followed the normative college graduation schedule, as in, I'm assuming you went to college right after high school. I'm assuming it took you four-ish years to graduate. So I am making a big assumption that you and your husband are in your early to mid-20s. If I am correct in that assumption, I just need to say, so we're all on the same page, that 
No one I have ever met in their early to mid-20s has the picture-perfect home. Nobody. I had a mismatched home at that age. Heck, I still have a mismatched home, if we're being honest. But mismatched furniture, hand-me-down items, a not-complete set of dishes, that is the norm for your 20s. Lean into that. Lean into the fact that the vast majority of people your age have the mismatched hand-me-down furniture and the... Um, eclectic style, if you will. One more point here before I give you some questions to consider. Standard design of a living room. So if you're going to design just your living room and you're going to do it using standard furniture, you're not doing high-end, we're doing middle-of-the-road design. If you are just designing a living room new, so you're buying new stuff, you need to budget about $15,000. $15,000 for just the living room. So if you and your husband are indeed in your early to mid-20s, you're just starting your careers, money may not be free-flowing, I do not suggest you spend that money on furniture right now. I just don't. So some questions to ask yourself, Kaylin. Are you in your forever home or are you in an apartment or in a starter home and you're probably going to move sooner than later? Remember that furniture does not often move very well. A piece that looks great in one space in one home may not have a space in the new home, okay? It may look completely wrong in the new home. Question number two, are kids in your future? If so, remember that kids ruin absolutely everything, and that is not an exaggeration. Kids are little tornadoes They ruin everything. So is it worth it for you to right now buy and invest in nice stuff? I don't know. That's a question for you. Question number three, are there little tweaks that you can make to the stuff that has been gifted to you to make it your style? So if your family's gave you furniture that's not your style, maybe looking a little old, maybe looking a little drab, can you update it? Can you teach yourself a new skill and update it yourself to make it your style? Again, listen to episode 191 with Marianne Canada. She has some tips for you there. And finally, my final question that you should ask yourself is, do you have any heirloom pieces? Like, did your parents give you anything phenomenal, anything that you just absolutely can't and won't get rid of? If so, as you're determining your style, I suggest you consider designing your rooms around those pieces. Designing around those pieces will make those items the focal points of the room. Those items will become the showstopper of the room, if you will. And I have a little example here. I believe I've mentioned before that my family is Middle Eastern. My husband's family is Middle Eastern. When we moved into our forever home in the Burbs, our families very generously passed down many oriental rugs from the old country. And if you're Armenian and you're listening, you know what I'm talking about. They're big. They are very old. They are heirloom pieces. They may not necessarily be the contemporary style that I'm seeing at Crate and Barrel, but there is absolutely no way on earth I will ever not display these rugs. And so those rugs then, we had to design and I'm using the word design loosely, (laughs) we had to plan our rooms around these rugs. 
these rugs are the showstopper, the age, the craftsmanship that went into them. These rugs had to take center stage. So everything else had to amplify the rugs. So we're going to break for a word from our second sponsor. But when we come back, I'm going to offer up my final thoughts. Hello, Sustainable Minimalist listeners. Are you committed to living a greener and simpler life? Well, meet Home Threads, your ally in more sustainable and minimalist home decor. As the total destination for decor and furniture, Home Threads helps you define your minimalist lifestyle while respecting the planet. Discover their exclusive Haven collection. They use many sustainable materials without compromising on style. And here's the best part. Home Threads always has the best value. It was time. After nine years of living in our home, it was time to replace our outdoor furniture. And my husband and I, we went to Home Threads. We have a Home Threads patio umbrella and a new bench. And oh my goodness, we are so in love Create a home that reflects your commitment to the environment. Visit homethreads.com slash sustainable and get a code for 15% off your first order. Homethreads.com slash sustainable. Love where you live. So many of us have chaotic closets that are crammed full of clothing items and yet somehow we still have nothing to wear. Well, upgrading to high-quality and affordable pieces from Quince when you need them is a game-changer. They offer organic cotton sweaters and washable silk tops. My 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters are my go-to. Not only are they affordable, but the quality is top-notch. They wear better than the cashmere sweaters that are double their price. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash sustainable podcast for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash sustainable podcast to get free shipping and 365 day returns. One more time, quince.com slash sustainable podcast. And here we are. We're back. We are answering listener Kaylin's question all about how to determine her decor style. Kaylin, I have, I believe it's six thoughts for you as you seek to not only determine your style, because you will determine it, but then when you go to actually make some purchases and bring things into your house. Because remember, we're being proactive on today's show. We're intentionally bringing in items as opposed to retroactively decluttering stuff we never should have brought in in the first place. My first piece of advice is not going to be a surprise to anybody. (laughs) If you've listened to the Sustainable Minimalist podcast for a while, my first tip, of course, shouting it from the rooftop, is to buy nothing for a long, long while. Buying the right piece of furniture requires that you live in your space for a good amount of time. You have to date your home, if you will. You have to understand intuitively how you are best going to utilize your space. Think about dating a human. Dating a human does not happen overnight. It takes a while to get to know your partner. Similarly, dating your home, getting to know your home takes a lot of time. 
it is way more common than you may think for people to live without furniture, without that couch, without that kitchen table, simply because they haven't found the right one yet. And that's okay. So be willing to live without essential pieces until you feel really confident. What size couch do you need? Do you need a sectional? Do you need an L? Do you need a love seat and an ottoman? Like you, you really have to live in a space before you can make those big decisions. When you are patient, when you play the long game, when you buy nothing for a long, long while, you avoid costly mistakes. It's hard when you're in the Crate and Barrel showroom. I know I've been there. <laughs> I've been there many times. But instead of leading with your heart, Try really hard to lead with your head before making any purchasing decisions. My second piece of advice is very similar. Don't be enticed by the cheap junk. Another way of saying this is to remember to thrift and accept gifts. Now, if I am correct in my assumption that you're in your early 20s, perhaps you are not a baron or a baroness with an oversized savings account. You may be enticed by the Ikeas of the world, the cheap but trendy stuff. Lead with your head and not your heart. The trendy cheap stuff will not last and it will not stay in style. It will be out of style faster than you can say boo. If you're planning to move in the future, the cheap stuff may not even survive the move. I know from experience. I've talked before about the cheap dresser I bought from Ikea for my daughter. Well, she's seven. The drawers are buckling. It really can't hold much clothes anymore. And what on earth is a dresser without drawers? It's just a piece of junk. Quality furniture and decor is much more important than stylish furniture and decor. You mentioned that your stuff that you have currently is mismatched. It's been gifted to you. Remember that inserting thrifted and gifted pieces into your decor infuses the attributes that those home decor catalogs lack, like character and craftsmanship and a real-life lived-in quality. (laughs) The older stuff invites a sense of history in, too, especially if you're inviting those family heirlooms in. Marianne Canada did a great job in our interview talking about this. When you incorporate the older stuff into your home, you're creating a space that's visually entertaining. Okay, because you're incorporating items that may be unexpected. So secondhand options with character, in my opinion, are heads and shoulders above the cheap but trendy. So again, peruse those flea markets, those thrift stores, make finding the perfect piece a hunt. Like it's, it's work, but make it fun work. Piece of advice number three, of course, then, is to remember your values. So if eco-friendliness matters to you, you're going to want to find and invest in and bring into your home those furniture items made from sustainably sourced wood. If human health matters to you and you're looking to create that non-toxic home, you're going to want a flame-retardant-free couch, for example. So I suggest getting clear on your priorities, or another way of saying this is to be intentional about your priorities, and let those priorities be your guiding light. Don't let the trends be your guiding light. Don't let the catalogs be your guiding light. Remember that quality furniture boasts 
non-toxic dyes, is made of real wood, not particle board, uses water-based liqueurs. Quality products are made of that solid wood and metal. Plastic and particle board often leads itself to cheaply made items. Okay, my next tip for you is to remember practicality. Now, I don't know if children are in your future. Heck, you might already have children. But again, I'm going to say it from the rooftops because (laughs) people without children don't necessarily realize that children ruin everything. Interior designers, their job is to make spaces that are cohesively pretty. But your job as a homeowner is to create a space that is both cohesively pretty, but also functional. So rugs that shed, white couches, trinkets without a purpose, those are all items that create an aesthetic. And aesthetics are important, but aesthetics should never come at the expense of practicality. If an item is impractical and it's not going to fit in with your next season of life, you're going to grow to dislike the item or worse, hate it and declutter it. Take a wide lens when thinking about how you best hope and envision your future to look. Is the item that you love right now going to grow with you into your next season of life? Or is it going to get declared because it no longer quote unquote sparks joy? So consider practicality. Finally, my final tip for you today is to personalize your space. You want to create a home with your mismatched furniture. I heard that sentiment loudly in your email, Kaylin. Remember that you can personalize your space easily and cheaply. You can personalize your space with trinkets and mementos and wall art and throw pillows. You don't have to personalize a space with big ticket furniture items. If the mismatched stuff leaves you feeling out of place in your own home, I get it. I understand that. You can personalize your space by placing photographs of you and your husband doing amazing things on the walls and rotating them every so often, taking them down, putting new ones up. You can personalize your living room by rotating the books on your coffee table to ones that speak to you or putting a photo album, a photo book on the coffee table. You can personalize your space by going on a trip buying a trinket that you and your husband fall in love with and displaying it front and center in your kitchen, let's say. So think about smaller ways to personalize your space without making a costly, and I mean an expensive, big ticket, perhaps mistake. So those are my tips for you, Kaylin. I hope I answered your question in this 25-ish minute episode. Phew, (laughs) had a lot to say apparently today. A couple house cleaning issues right off the bat. New year, new request from me for podcast reviews. If you love the show, please consider leaving it a quick and honest review on Apple Podcasts. And if you listen on Spotify, you can rate there too. As an independent podcaster, ratings, reviews help the show stay in their amazing spots on the charts here in America. Holy moly, we're in the top 20 of all leisure podcasts in the United States, and that's thanks to you. The ratings and reviews help prospective listeners find the show. The reviews help the show continue to receive financial backing. So thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time out of your busy and hectic lives. Heck, I know they're busy and they're hectic. I'm right there with you. 
Thank you for taking the time to leave those ratings and reviews. I appreciate it. I will see you on Tuesday. On Tuesday, we are talking about Just Enough Living. I will see you then. Have an amazing weekend. Stay home and stay healthy. COVID is just surging here in my corner of the world. So stay healthy, my friends. I'll see you Tuesday. Take care.